peace and innumerable blessings and welcome 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 to the spirituality and motherhood podcast where we're going to explore different ways of honoring your spiritual path your spiritual gifts and your divine connection all while being a mother my intention with this podcast is to support your spiritual path your spiritual gifts and your divine connection by sharing the wisdom and the experiences of other mothers who are on the path just like you so you know that you are not alone i come to this podcast (laughs) as the mother of two boys ages four and seven wow a hoodoo a root worker a light aerialist um and a psychic i also come to you as an entrepreneur i run a site called simple weekly ritual where i offer good lord new moon ritual to support you and your kids you know enjoying life and riding the wave that is these days so let's get on in here get on in this this start this episode so this episode is just me me and my loathsome um for this episode i'm gonna share some simple ritual and then i'm gonna do a segment called all my business <laughs> where i'm gonna share all my business and then um yeah i'll share who's coming up for the next interview so let's kind of get things moving in here all right let's dig on into this intuitive wisdom and simple ritual so the ritual is for you (laughs) to speak your peace have your say every day whether you know, whether it's something that you do just by yourself or whether it's something you share with your plans or whether it's something you do during your commute, whether it's something you do in the shower, whether it's something you do over some incense, whether you, you know, light a candle or whether you wait to somebody is asleep to speak to their highest self and read them the riot act, whatever it is, <laughs> say what you got to say. Say what's on your heart because it's important. How you feel is important. What you need to say is important. Getting that energy up out of you and directed towards whoever, whatever needs to hear it is a prom directive. It's a matter of self-care. It's a matter of self-respect. It's a matter of personal power and authority to have your say every day about Things that need to get off your chest. And it could be big. It could be small. It could be everything from like, I need you to wipe out the sink because it agitates me that you do not wipe out the sink. To like, yo, if you don't pick up all these Legos, I'm going to vacuum them and not feel bad. Have your say. Have your say. Do not hold back. Now, (laughs) there's a little bit of chaos and, and, and drama in the air and and like a spirit of agitation so as you're having your say be gentle be delicate but it feels important that we women especially get in the habit of having our say because not everybody speaks their peace and we cannot get where we're going collectively if people are not um, speaking their peace collectively if mothers are not speaking their peace about what motherhood is to them 
and the joys and the pains and the pleasures and whatever. We cannot get to where we need to be collectively if children are not speaking their piece. Everybody needs to get up and speak their piece and have like their words on the mic. So daily, speak your piece. However it needs to happen, speak your piece. It is more important that you speak your piece than spare other people's feelings because you can't really control what other people are going to do anyway. And you can't control what they have going on within them. You can love them, but when things need to get off your chest and be said, they need to be said. So speak your piece. If you need to... um, like, again, there's like a spirit of agitation in, in the air. And, and, you know, if you're you're kind of fearing like drama or you're feeling like beef, fearing beef. um, There are some things to kind of mitigate. You can if you need to say something, you can wait at night and say whatever you need to say to the high self of the person. Be like, hey, I'm speaking to the highest self of blah, blah, blah. Light a candle, light some incense, drink some cool water, let it rip. You can also put some honey or some brown sugar if you're if you're vegan under your tongue. Something sweet under your tongue and say whatever you got to say if you have to say it, if you're saying it to somebody's face. I am a um a practitioner of that one. If I have to say something to to my partner and I know it's not going to be fun, I will slip some honey under my tongue and then say what I got to say. Now, Yeah, there's a whole like there's like I want to give this caveat about like not being reckless, but I feel like it's more important that people speak up these days because a lot of us have stuff on our chest and it's eating us and it needs to get out. And in relationship to your kids and and like, you know, practice for your kids, it's like encourage your kids to speak their piece too. encourage your kids to share what they have to say encourage your kids to share their truth because it is a matter of personal power personal authority and self-care to be able to vocalize your heart, to be able to vocalize your needs, to be able to vocalize your emotions. Because if you're not sharing your heart, your needs, your emotions, other people cannot really connect with you, support you or love you in the ways that you deserve to be loved or you need to be loved. So this goes for you. It also goes for the children too. make sure your kids are, are, are heard Make sure to hear your kids, but also support your kids and speak in their peace. One more thing to say for kids, another practice or another thing. Make sure your kids have something, a little something for themselves. We struggle with that around here, but make sure they have a little something that represents what's important to them. According to them, who they are and like their values and and like support your kids and and you know engaging whatever that something is on the daily so your kids can experience themselves experience their own creativity experience their own expression and their space of competency and be supported in that and also when you have something for yourself when you have like yourself it's easier to share other things and it's easier to understand where you start and begin and others start and begin. Having for yourself is something that's very important for children. 
And it doesn't have to be something big. It could be like, okay, you know, we're going to divide these Legos in half and put them in separate boxes. I know that's like, how is that going to happen? Because you know, it's going to mix up, girl. It will. It will. <laughs> we can handle it. Either way, you can have like, you know, you know, a ball. It could be like stacks of paper to draw on or write on or make origami out of. It could be, it could be paints. It could be um, an instrument, but whatever it is, it allows your child to express and, and, and kind of live their values in some way. And that's a simple ritual. Wow. <laughs> now onto the intuitive wisdom. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Um, there's like an, like a, like almost like a pull to go back, back to the way things were. And I say, please resist, please resist, please. Things will never be what they were, which I think ties into like speaking your peace. The way things were, were violent. The way things were, were not, if it, even if it was good for you, there were a whole bunch of people around you suffering. So the space we're heading toward is a space where like, there's not a need for everybody to suffer. And the system isn't busy trying to crush everybody. <laughs> the space we're heading toward is a system that supports everybody in a harmonious way. So there's no need for um, us to live in ways that crush others. We can't continue this. Like, I don't care who says, you know, we can go back to normal. Normal does not work. It never worked. And it's never going to be normal. Never again. So instead of going back to normal, which is why it's important to speak your piece right now. Recreate. You recreate. We are recreating. We're moving towards spaces where we're honoring our own personal power, personal authority, working with our creative expressions, however that looks. It could look from anything like, you know, I grow vegetables very well to like, I make cakes and they are magic to, um, I write books, like, but everybody has their own space where we're all just kind of being and doing in our own special way of our own, in our way that honors our personal authority and our creativity and is our personal power in action. And it contributes to the well being of a whole. We don't have to crush each other to enjoy life. We don't have to step on each other's necks to enjoy life. That's, that's, that's on the way out. So we're not going backwards. There are all things that, that we're missing from what was, but we got to move on. Yeah. What does Stevie say? Since time knew to move on since the beginning, the same is, is for us. It's time to move on. So let's move on. Dear Lord God, do not be sucked back into what was. Instead, hunker into your creative expression. And again, creativity is a wide path. It could be anything. It could be anything. Don't let the word creative <laughs> throw you off. Not everybody is like painting pictures and reading tarot on Instagram. Not everybody does that. What do you do? Go do that. It's a blessing to your community more than you'll ever know. All right, let's dig into this next segment where I'm going to tell my business.
Welcome to this segment where I'm going to tell all my business, all my business. Yeah, I haven't sang yet. Okay, let's 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 get into the, all the business. I'm going to discuss my current spiritual practice, what it looks like, and um, a bit about how my spiritual practices help me work through trauma. Um, so let's start by talking about my spiritual practices. I'm not quite sure what I said before. <laughs> I know I talked about soaps and lotions, but like. I guess let's get into the nitty gritty of my spiritual practice. My spiritual practice is very much based on acknowledgement and gratitude. So I light candles and tend altar daily, altar for my helpful ancestors, altar for the elements, for my spiritual guides. Because I realize like I'm not alone. And I daily also tend to protective spirits and mother earth. I make offerings. So like that's something that goes on in the daily. I get up early so I can do that. And I also make offerings to like local nature spirits. I head out to the river. I make an offer to the air spirits. It's fire. So like I, I make a, a habit of just making offerings. Now, sometimes like, you know, the spirits have something to say back to me other than thank you. Like sometimes they're like, you know, um, X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And sometimes it's like, you know, we see this is on your heart. Why aren't you asking us for it? Because we really want to help you with it. Like you don't have to do all this stuff by yourself. Just just ask, please, because we want to give this to you, but you need to ask. But it's really interesting to me because this sort of practice is deepened and expanded my connection and the sense of like whenever I have a need I know who to go to to ask and sometimes even before like I'm willing to ask they come up and when I have an arrangement with 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 nature spirits because like I could kiki all day with them but like they only come with I'm alone because like if I'm with the kids I can't hear them (laughs) And then they're like, why aren't you listening? And it's just not good. And then like, I'm asking the children to hush and the children are like, what? what's your, what's your problem? So <laughs> like when I'm out alone and they can sense something, they'll be like, Hey, we got you. So for me, gratitude and making offerings has been an amazing way to open up the connection and open up friendly relationships and open up um, just to like, love outside of the house, right? And love outside of, you know, humanity. It's really a beautiful experience to be able to go somewhere and like have nature spirits you don't normally talk to you, tend to you and be kind to you because in some way, like the land itself recognizes who you are and it wants to love on you because you love on it. So that's the like the bedrock of my, my current spiritual practice. Just Lots of offerings, lots of gratitude, burning of incense and, and candles and saying thank you and I see you and I appreciate you and I love you. Um, in terms of like working through trauma via spiritual practice, it's been interesting because like I like I have trauma around my mama. I mentioned some trauma, I think, before in a previous podcast episode, but like I have mama trauma. <laughs> I do doing a podcast on spirituality and motherhood and I got mama trauma. So it's been very challenging to be with the children 
<laughs> like to be in mama mode 24 hours a day because of COVID, like nobody's going to school, we're homeschooling and to have mama trauma. It's been hard because I find myself like I'm already really sensitive and kind of like prone to being triggered. But like, but with like the kids here, it's like, I realize like how sensitive I really am and how there's just like a lot of stuff to sort through and make sure that I'm not passing on. So, um, quite often what happens is a lot of, when I am moving from a space of trigger, being willing to recognize that and like engage in spiritual practice to kind of shift the mood. So there are certain things like I make a habit of to make sure that like energy doesn't compound because if you're in a space and you're yelling a lot and there's a lot of fighting, there's a lot of tussling, there's a lot of emotional upheaval, that energy will attract <laughs> more emotional upheaval. It'll attract spirits who get off on that, who feed on that and want more of it. So you'll have just constant, constant chaos. And that kind of feeds into the trauma loop and I'm just constantly triggered. So one of the things I've learned to do is like when I clean the house, I clean with certain herbs to kind of mitigate that. And when things are really, really janky, I whip out some ammonia, some lemon juice and some sea salt and I scrub. When it's really janky, I call upon Archangel Michael. I light some candles and I say, hey, help. <laughs> help clear the energy out so nothing is staying because I grew up in a house where there was just a lot of emotional explosion violent emotional outbursts so like I I gotta have peace so I could clean that out and I I smudge like I'll do the floors I'll smudge I call in something sweet <laughs> that's a part of like maintaining the energetic space for me so that I can be in peace and like kind of sort through my brain and not be constantly triggered. But when I am triggered, that's one of the things I do. I'll smudge. I'll have the energy be clean the floors every time I'm I'm off. But like I can I can reach for some smudge. I can get some resin, put on a charcoal and dance around the apartment. It's not a problem. But one of the things I do to also actively help work through trauma, aside from therapy, is I stay my tail in a spiritual bath. I have at least one spiritual bath a week. Right now, we are up to three. <laughs> we are up to three because I'm in a space where I'm trying to work through some some stuff and it's deep seated and it's habitual and it's and it's a pattern. So spiritual baths when I do them three nine seven 21 days in a row they help work through a pattern right so presently the spiritual bath du jour is hyssop rue rosemary lemon with a little salt and some Florida water to kind of work through some unhelpful patterns and habits and I've been working with that for goodness, like six weeks, around week six, maybe week seven. Um, of just like th three days in a row. So spiritual baths have been very much how I work and in, in concert with therapy, very much how I work through healing um, trauma. And it feels like it wants like some herbs want to come through. Okay, so like. 
other herbs I've worked with in the past in terms of working through my like familial trauma have been like lavender, rosemary. It's kind of calming my inner kid, <laughs> calming, soothing. Um, also, um, majorum. I also work with herbs in like more of a like a Western herbalist way too. So I will put Arnica in a spiritual bath. I will put Pulsatilla in a spiritual bath because, you know, in my experience, those plants have helped me when I've been in those spaces where I, I needed calming because of trauma. So, um, yeah, that's been like my main ritual to go to when like I know healing is needed. I'll do a spiritual bath. I stay in a spiritual bath. And when things are really bad, when my mental health is really off and I'm just feeling cruddy and kind of depressed, one of the things that has helped me is a white bath. So getting some coconut milk, putting some, for me, jasmine, you can put any sort of white flowers, but I, I love jasmine. <laughs> Jasmine's always around. I love jasmine. Um, with some perfume. I think you put floral water in there, but like I put jasmine perfume in it. <laughs> I love Jasmine <laughs> and that's been helpful for helping feed and cleanse my head and kind of move myself from a space that is very um, triggered to a calmer centered space. The interesting thing about having the kids home for COVID is that I've learned also through interviews is just realizing that the kids are very much a healing gift and that even though I had a certain relationship and experience with my mother that the kids will have a totally different experience because I'm a different woman and that like when I am triggered by behaviors there's just an opportunity for healing there and just remembering how healing and what a blessing the children are. I, I have to say one thing about like talking to the women I've been blessed to talk to with this podcast is just like just being constantly reminded of how much a blessing it is to have children. And that sometimes that blessing is joyful and you're running and you're playing and you're laughing and you're making cookies together or you're outside playing soccer. Or, you know, you're doing fun stuff. And sometimes the blessing is realizing that was the past and I can be in the present and the present will be different and it's going to be okay. You know, there's love here now and all as well. Yeah, it's been interesting having trauma around motherhood and sometimes explaining things to children why certain things are the way they are. Like, you know, why, you know, why aren't we seeing grandma? Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? It's like, well, let me tell you the kitty version and then you'll get older and then you'll be able to make your own decision, you know, and I'll tell you the adult version. <laughs> you can decide what you want to do because you'll be old enough to be more aware, and more cognizant of what's going on. So, yes, that's that. Is that all that needs to be said about that? Yeah, but I have to say, like having... A connection with plants has very much facilitated healing trauma during motherhood because the plants have very much saved me. There have been days I've walked 
out the door and names will come to my head. It's like, you need to look this up. And then I look it up and I'm like, oh, okay. So like there's a flower essence that does this. Oh, and I could just find that. Oh, the flower essence is made in Scotland, Finlorn. Okay, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm a cop that. It's in the budget. Or, oh, this herb is, oh, it's available here. It's perfect for a spiritual bath. Let me just go to the store and see if I can find it. I didn't think when I studied herbalism during my days in Portland that it would feed into my own sort of emotional healing and the healing of ancestral lineage because we are all ancestry in progress, but it has, and it does. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said about that. Let's let's go on into closing. We're gonna close this out. That's it, that's it. It's a short one, it's a short one, because it's just me telling my business. But thank you for listening to my business. Thank you for being here. Thank you for rolling with me, sharing your space, your time and energy, hey. So look, I'll be back in six weeks <laughs> with an interview of Dr. Ife Kilimanjaro, which will be really, really exciting. Just to let you know a little bit about Dr. Kilimanjaro. She has been called and chosen to walk the path of Okofumo or spiritual healer in the Ghanaian Ashanti tradition. She's a Reiki master herbalist and she's committed to facilitating the deep healing and connection of people the planet and other life forms both seen and unseen and she does this through the strength of her relationships with the deities with ancestors reiki masters and plant spirits combined with the knowledge of society societal relationships organizational systems and processes plant medicine health and wellness through all that knowledge and connection she's able to live up to her divine purpose and 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 dr kilimanjaro has done a lot she's worked as a climate and environmental justice warrior an advocate connector and synthesizer a facilitator educator spiritual activist and a healing supporter so I'm really, really looking forward to this interview and sharing it with you. I pray, I pray, I pray to be reconnected with you again in six weeks. So until then, stay blessed. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Peace.